0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
1: Well,
2: welcome back to hour number two of Under the Hood with Mark Salem. We're going to be here till noon talking about car and car repair questions and problems and stuff. We have open lines available, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Before we take our first car, let me tell you about another repair shop. Brian and Thelma own Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and while they were on vacation that storm that blew through town took the roof off their shop so they're really struggling with respect to getting it back up getting the technicians back to work getting the, and of course all the rain damage and water damage inside the shop it's the only shop in Mesa I refer to because it's the only shop I can do that with complete confidence that Brian and Thermal will treat you fairly it's not that you're not going to have somebody's going to have not going to have a dispute because I have customers and we have disputes. It's really how you guys come together, how the customer and how the shop. Sometimes it's the shop's issue is is do I really want to keep this person? Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, the answer is yes, and as a result of that, then the shop typically will come to some kind of agreement with the shop. But I haven't had a complaint on Thompson's in probably ten years, so. If you don't have a shop, then perhaps Thompson's Auto Repair on Main Street and Stapley would be appropriate, and at this particular point, they could use the business when they get their business up and running, so Thompson's Auto Repair and Join Andy, good morning to you. How can I help you?
3: Hey,
4: Mark. I was just wondering, uh, my son got a uh, 98 uh, Chevy uh, 3500. Uh, Dually 3500, okay. and it's got about 125,000 miles on it, and uh, he was... He just bought it from, from uh, my brother-in-law, and he's uh, wanting to go through and get it all fixed up, and he's thinking about getting the transmission oil changed. And I talked to my brother-in-law, and he says uh, he has, he's never changed the transmission oil. It's got 125,000 miles on it.
2: Okay. I think I would merge two jobs into one. If he does just the tranny, if he just does the transmission service and he pulls the pan, then it's three quarts of oil and a filter. The problem is there's six to eight, maybe even more quarts in the cooler, in the lines, and in the transmission. So I think you do two at once. I think you pull the pan. First of all, you flush it. And so we're going to do that up underneath the hood where the cooler lines go into the cooler. We're going to interface there, and then we're going to shove clean fluid in, and there we use clear lines on our machines, and then we have clear lines coming back. Well, we're sending in red cherry fluid, and we're getting back gray water, what looks like gray water, which is old transmission fluid. Well, and the, the inlet line is, is cherry red, and we wait until the outlet line is cherry red, <laughs> and then we shut it off. Yeah, okay. And then we pull the pan and change the filter, add another quart, and we're done. That's what I would do at 126,000 miles. Now, you're going to get some of the people that are going to tell you, neighbors, friends, and people on the Internet, especially Mr. Google. Somewhere in there you're going to find it. Oh, you can't do that because it'll wash all the trash that's holding the transmission together, and the transmission will never move again. That's BS. Okay, that's not true. It's an old wives' tale. It's been around since I was a little bitty boy. It was, It's been around since 1968.
4: Well, exactly, and that's and that's what I was telling them myself. But I thought, you know what? I'll call Mark and maybe get the real answer here. It,
2: it was never that way. It, it's there's no such thing as scrubbing bubbles with transmission fluid. What would happen is is we when we flush it. We'd flush the filter, plug the filter, the transmission wouldn't move, and they'd go, oh, it's because of the flush. No, it isn't. It's because we took all the trash and put it in the filter, <laughs> and now uh-huh. it's not going to move. And so that's why I say right. flush first, get fluid, get, and then you're going to pull the pan, replace the filter. You're going to clean up whatever clutch material is still in the pan with some solvent, put the pan back on, and you're good for another 100K. Great. Right.
4: And just just, uh, high, uh, you know, just ballpark, what, what does something like that usually run?
2: Um, probably 250 to $300. You're going to have 10, 12 quarts. You're going to have a filter and a gasket, and you're going to have two hours worth of labor, at least two hours worth of labor. And most everybody's in the buck 20 to buck 50, buck 60 range. So I'm guessing the best I can.
3: All right. Hey, Mike, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. You betcha.
2: Don, you're up next. How can I help you, Don?
3: Good morning, Mr. Mark. Uh, I just want to relay the highest regards for you from Thompson's Automotive in Mesa. I oh. haven't met or talked to a Brian and Thelma, but I, I'm dealing with Joey, their son. Uh-huh. And he's an absolute phenomenal uh, guy to work with. He locked down a new engine. They're hard to find for my 2001 GMC. There are uh-huh. only two in the whole area. He went through all the prices for delivery dates and from um, uh, dealers and everything, and Uh, we determined that these two engines uh, from Precision uh, Parts in in Phoenix, one was 83,000, one was 119,000 miles. Anyway, the engine's paid for, and I'm in the system for an engine change by Thompson around the end of the month, and uh, um, I have no worries. I, I have extreme complete confidence in Thompson's and they they have the highest regard for you. They all know
2: you really well. Well, let me let me tell you the back story. In 1968 when I was a, a I think I was a junior. No, I was a freshman in high school. In 1968 okay. I went to work for Ken Vivian and he had a shell station on Broadway and Priest in Tempe and I pumped gas for him and he's he's directly responsible for who I am today. Others are too, but anyway, the Vivian family And the Thompson family dominated gas stations in the 60s and the 70s. So you had Cecil Thompson, had a Shell station, and a variety of Shell stations. And then you had the Vivian boys, had a Union 76 and a Shell here and something else here and something else here. But they were all the very best of friends. They were all the very best of friends, which was unusual. But in addition to that... Brian and Thelma come from those two families. Oh. <laughs> so so one of them is a Thompson and one of them is a Vivian. And, 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 so those two young people have been around, well, actually they weren't even born back then, I don't think. But nevertheless, they, they both come from they both uh, had dinner with somebody who smelled like gasoline. They grew up with somebody smelling like gasoline. I can tell you that.
3: Oh, okay, on your uh, subject of four-wheel drives,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I yes. worked
3: for an old hay farmer up in Reno, my hometown, uh-huh. uh, and he had a '66 Ford. I'm, I don't remember a 360 or a 260 V8. Yeah,
2: 360 with,
3: with four-wheel drive, and he had the worn locking front hubs. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I worked uh, out at Learfan, at Reno, in, in you know snow country. Yeah. And uh, I could lock those front hubs, and I could throw up four rooster tails in the mud and snow from all four wheels. That thing would climb a telephone pole. Yes, I, yes. I I bought it from the farmer. I guess he had a, a special rig uh, towing bar set up, welded uh, solidly to the frame. He was towing his, his mowers and his rakes and the hay rakes, you know, and the uh, harvesters and the balers and everything behind uh-huh. his truck in the fields. He's using it as a tow tractor. Yes. Until yeah. he finally could some self-propelled haying equipment then i bought the old truck and went through it but i had a friend there with a dodge four-wheel drive and i could outperform him in the snow and mud. only one front wheel and one rear wheel would would throw up a rooster tail in the snow okay uh, let's explain that for everybody
2: else hold on let's explain it for everybody else the differential allows the two tires that are connected to the differential to rotate at different speeds so the car, the truck can make a left turn or a right turn. Right. All right. We do have locking differentials. We have only one that I know of, the Rubicon, that has a locking front differential. Let me oh. explain. You can throw four rooster tails, but if I lock up that front wheel and I put it in a, in a big hole and I stop it from spinning there's a good chance that you're only going to have three rooster tails at that point. Because if the front differential was locked, as you made a turn, it would (laughs) go... And it would okay. chirp the tires in a right. as you the, the whole turn, so the mm-hmm. front differential has to unlock so you can turn it but but yes, you're right. right and and he probably had something special, and he may have had a locker on the front end. I don't know if they made him back then because he he needed a lot of horsepower, a lot of cubic inches, and he needed some big big studly manly tires to mm-hmm. pull hay rakes through the field with a pickup truck
3: right so <laughs>
2: yeah, he did <laughs> all right well Don, thank you very Here's much. A beast. Thanks, yes. Mark, and Keep it oh, going. All righty. Thank you very much. Oh, you know, in the old days, this is this is what this is the the difference. in the old days, we we worked on your car every five thousand miles. We did the oil changes at two or three. We did spark plugs at five to ten. We did fluids from ten to fifteen. It was just that's the way it was. And obviously today it's altogether different. But here's the biggest distinction between the cars made in 60s and the cars made in the last, well, since the year 2000. Let's do that, the last 20 years. If you lock yourself in a garage because cause you you want to go meet your maker or, or you put your dog in your garage because you want him to go to heaven, um, if you put him in with a ca- an old car, he's going to be dead in an hour. If you put him in it with your wife's new Lexus, He'll die of hunger and starvation before he dies of of inhalation of anything that's going to kill him. Because that's the way it is. Newer model cars today have virtually no emissions by the time we go through a particulate filter, a catalytic converter, a muffler, and all the other stuff. So back then in the old days, in the 60s, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, ooh, baby, you could smell them rich burning cars on Main Street when you were on Friday night. You could tell who was dumping th- raw fuel down the engine. You could see the black smoke out of the tailpipe. And we probably had a lot to do with the environment back then of the cars that we hopped up and, and made go fast. The, the more you fuel you could pour down the throat of that engine, the faster it would go. We didn't care about the black smoke behind us because we didn't know better. But today, it's altogether different. Anyway six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. And if you have any questions and or comments, you can always email me mark at marksalem.com. dot com. Mark at marksalem.com, dot com marksalem dot com is our website address and you can and get me there if you'll give me your phone number i'll call i typically call you back if i want to have an interchange or i have questions to ask you it's cheaper and and less taxing of my time to sit there and do 22 emails back and forth Um, i always call from a blocked line so it's going to come through as a blocked line and typically when you tell me i'll send you a note back saying hey i'm going to call you in the next couple hours So that's kind of how it works. It makes it better for me and makes it better for you, and it makes better use of our time. Anyway, the email address, though, if you have a question or comment, then that's fine, mark at marksalem.com. Mark is spelled with his K, and Salem is just like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M. We do have a shop. This show is not about my shop. We're like everybody else right now. We're booked weeks in advance. We're, we've we been blessed with, uh, we've been in business in the in the Tempe and Ahwatukee area and the Mesa area since 1978, so it's not like we're going to blow away anytime soon, and, and right now the second generation of Salem's is running our organization, which is my oldest son and my youngest daughter. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back.
0: Dr. Sebastian Gorka
1: explains strength. It's very simple. When we were in the White House, when America first prevailed, our enemies, doesn't matter who it is, Russia, North Korea, Iran, they were afraid of us. And our friends were treated like friends. All of that has been reversed.
0: America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weekdays at noon, right before the Seth Liebson Show at 3 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Never. The roar of our engines. The pump of our heartbeats,
1: The pedal to our metal. The sparks that ignite us. The pistons that push us. The passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us
0: on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to
1: keep you firing on all cylinders. Napa,
5: Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting.
1: You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop stars concert. Do you, A, wear earplugs? Isn't this- have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts.
0: That's gonna be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo.
1: C, show her how you used to do concerts.
0: We're going crowd surfing! I can't it's too heavy. Oh my god!
1: Or D just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us, we're over here! Justin!
5: Justin! OMG He just looked, I love you, Justin! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same.
1: For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org/az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt, and our submarine crashed on the seafloor.
2: We were in total darkness.
5: That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget.
2: It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean and there I was two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes, When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything.
5: Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM. So can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council.
1: How do you define strength? Is it physical? (laughs) Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Arizona Interscholastic Association and the Arizona Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
2: You know, the auto repair industry right now is just... If you're planning on having any work done, you better plan on making an appointment because right now we are all up to our ears and alligators. Because COVID, people are home, they had a lot of time to bring their cars in, and to be perfectly honest with you, every shop I know has not hit the top of that mountain yet. We're all just inundated with repair work and stuff like that. So if, you, if you're looking for a good shop, then go to MarkSalem.com, and I have a list of the car shops that I know of are just really great. But we're looking for technicians so if you know somebody who's a technician and an ASE certified ASE certified we're interested in talking to them because we're gonna hire more just because we're weeks out and we just need more in the in the past five years we've had two openings and here's why Eddie's been with us 33 years Andy 28 Alan 25 Andy another Andy she's a lady 23 Adam 21 ron 8 sean 8 daniel 5 john 5 and then we have nate that's been there a year and we're hiring more but people hang around because we have 401k we have health dental uniform sick time vacation (laughs) so we do the technicians in my world are the ones that pull the wagon i get to ride in the wagon they have to pull it. So obviously they're an integral part of our organization. Plus, we only work Monday through Friday. So if you know anybody who's a technician that's looking for a job, then would you send them my way, Mark, at MarkSalem.com or just go to MarkSalem.com? Brian, good morning. How can I help you?
4: Hello?
2: Hi, Brian. Go ahead. Hey there. Yes, sir. Oh, I
4: uh, have an 03 250 60 about 75,000 miles on it. And I have a chronic issue I've just kind of put up with for years. Every time I go up the hill to Flagstaff or Payson or up on the rim, uh, it loses all bottom-end torque. When I come to a stop sign or a stoplight, when I come back down off the hill, everything goes to running back uh, perfectly fine.
2: Um, Let me ask you some questions. Is there any smoke?
4: Um, the higher in elevation I go, the more smoke it'll put out, and it's only from, like, a stop. You know, I hit the throttle, and uh, it'll probably take five, six seconds for the turbo to start spooling up.
2: Okay. Um, I, I don't want you to... No, no. Let me, let me rephrase my question. If you have smoke, what color is it? Hello? Hello. If you have smoke, what color is it?
4: Uh, it's black.
2: Okay. Like okay. Either what part of town do you live air in?
4: Air or.
2: What part of town do you live in? West Valley. Okay. West West. Okay.
6: Three area.
2: Um, I'd probably go to Strictly Diesel. No, I I would not probably. I would go talk to Nate at Strictly Diesel. Your six zero, as you know, and if you don't know, I'm going to tell you, is the biggest piece of trash Ford's ever made. It's a terrible motor. However. Many of the concerns have been dealt with by the aftermarket. Many of the concerns are things that we can now fix successfully. Many of the concerns are fixable. It's just a terrible motor and it's a big problem in every aspect of fuel delivery and mechanical aspects and timing and everything. But it's salvageable and we now know how to fix it where perhaps eight years ago we didn't know how to fix it and neither did the dealers or anybody else so we have made tremendous progress but Nate at Strictly Diesels your guy because he's a 6-0 expert he can probably talk to you and probably get real close on what's the matter with it but when he asks you a question just answer the question don't guess and if you don't know say I don't know but just answer the question because Nate's real focused on that kind of stuff and he may even talk to you on the telephone if you'll just stick with the symptoms. Okay, We're not interested in what somebody else said it was. We're not interested in the past repairs that you've done. We're not interested in what the guy Google said. We're not interested in any of that. We want to talk to the driver and we want to say what's the problem? You have a fuel starvation problem it sounds like and if that's the case then is it a fuel starvation problem through the fuel system? or through the injectors, or are we are we opening and closing the injectors the proper amount for the l- load that you're pulling up the mountain? Those are the questions, and, and Nate's a good guy for that. So Nate at Strictly Diesel would be my my uh, thing. Good luck to you, Brian, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You can grab one if you want. We've got another uh, 36 minutes, 34 minutes left in the show, and we got another caller right now. Who might that be? Say hello to Nick. Nick, good morning. Morning, uh, Mark. I
4: got a question for you. Um, for the manual, uh, the car manual, would you say worse severe weather in Arizona?
2: Um, you know that that's that's an argument that you can get thirty percent. You can get fifty percent of the guys to go left, and fifty percent of the guys to go right. um I don't think so. I think I, I'm going to draw the line. I'm going to try to draw the middle out of the two different ones your owner's manual gives you. They may say, "Hey, if you're the, if you're in this category, change your oil at at eight thousand miles, and if you're in this category, change your oil at five thousand miles." And I'm going to pick the middle.
4: Yeah. Now, That's okay. So I have a question then on a transmission flush. Okay. How does? the new transmission fluid get in the torque converter
2: because we're going to take the two cooler lines off of the the cooler in front of the radiator and our machine's going to suck on one line and push on the other and our machine's loaded with clean fluid and all the lines are clear so when we start your car up and we start cycling through the gears then the other guy's watching the machine and as we pump in fresh pink, we're getting the brown coming out, and we just keep fleshing until both lines have pink, then we shut it off, we button everything up, then we pull the pan, we clean the pan, it's going to have pink fluid in it, but there's going to be some clutch material and some trash in the bottom, we're going to clean the pan, put a new filter on it, and you're done. That's what I would do. So
4: is is there a hose going into the torque converter, or is it forced in there?
2: No, we're going to be running the motor. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be running the motor. So the yes, the answer is is because the flywheel's driving the torque converter. As we're running the engine, um, we are circulating that fluid, and we're using the transmission to help suck and push.
4: Okay. Yeah. Good enough. Thanks a lot. You have a okay. good
2: day. You bet. You bet. It is interesting. Um, there's lots of chatter with Mr. Google and all of his buddies. Who you know the, the the worst part about the stuff on the on the internet, folks, is is you don't know who the person is that's giving you advice. There's all kinds of people out there that represent themselves as what they aren't. There's all kinds of guys that can tell you that they can fix your car over the Internet. And I I don't even say that. And I've been a master technician since 1991. I've owned a shop myself since 1979. So I've been around the block, but I don't even tell you I can fix your cars. But the give and take I have with you is really what the shop should do. Ask questions. Your gasoline is terrible. Your fuel economy is terrible. Black smoke? No. Does it ever? Do you ever smell like rotten eggs? Yes. OK, well, you're not getting black smoke. That means it's running rich. On the other hand, you smell rotten eggs. That means the catalytic converter is overcome with raw fuel. <laughs> so you've answered my question. The thing is running rich. But you, one question was a no, and one question is a yes. And see, that's how it works. That's why we have this back and forth between the shop and and, 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 and the customer. There also is a a problem that sometimes you're dealing with somebody who just has a list of questions that they write down and maybe you want to talk to somebody else. You can also ask to talk to the shop foreman. On Monday mornings and Friday afternoons, that ain't going to happen for obvious reasons. But A, yes, you can talk to the shop foreman, but he's going to call you back. And please try to control the time frame to two or three minutes. Just give him a concern or ask him a question. That happens. But if you have a shop and that you trust, then chances are you're way past that. 602 508 And we'll be right back.
1: The original Uncle Tom documentary film shot to number one on IMDb. Now, director Justin Malone and executive producer Larry Elder invite you to the private screening of Uncle Tom 2 in American Odyssey. Wednesday, August 24th at the AMC Theater in the Arizona Center. But wait, there's a special surprise.
6: Hey, Patriot fans. Larry Elder here, inviting you to join Brandon Tatum and me for an exclusive Q&A session immediately following the screening of Uncle Tom 2 and American
1: Odyssey. This This will be an evening that will leave an indelible mark on your life. A truly compelling film and an exclusive Q&A with stars Larry Elder and Brandon Tatum.
6: Brandon and I can't wait to meet you on the 24th, so get your tickets right now at
1: 960thepatriot.com. Join us for Uncle Tom 2 in American Odyssey, Wednesday the 24th, and hang around for an exclusive Q&A with stars Larry Elder and Brandon Tatum. Get your tickets while they last right now at 960thepatriot.com.
0: We're here early before they wake up. We stay late,
6: we stay informed, we invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds.
2: We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working
3: as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there.
1: We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans.
5: Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project.
0: This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985.
5: A metaphysis
0: reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for their mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad.
1: You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect
0: parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. So...
5: Plenty of people start something
6: great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org, and in three minutes, you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council.
4: All about that demon, all the, the, man, the monster with the polyglary.
2: 33 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and my name is Mark Salem, and we're talking about cars and car repair and all that jazz, and we're going to go straight to the phones. Mark and JR, you're number one and number two, and you can be 3, 4, or 5 if you call 602-508-0960. Mark, good morning.
6: Hey, how are you doing today? I'm,
2: I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm good.
6: Good. I have a, a 2010 Ford F-150, and I um, have a transmission question, or I think it is, um, between, say, 30 and 40 miles or 50 and 60 miles an hour highway speed, I get a thud, and it's like it's jumping uh, gears or whatnot, and um, it did this before I had a transmission replaced, and it even did it after I got a brand-new transmission.
2: Okay. There's two things um, that we know of for sure that, uh, that cause this kind of symptom 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 okay. I'll get it right. Um, number <laughs> one, climate controls. you make sure you turn off all your climate controls. So no air conditioning, okay. no blower motor, no nothing. We don't want the compressor cycling, causing it, the engine to sound like it has a miss, or the transmission that just shifted from fourth to fifth, or fifth to fourth, or whatever. So let's turn off all the climate controls. And and here's the bottom line: you need to figure okay. out how you can make this happen, so you can show somebody at a shop that'll save you fifty to a hundred bucks. Just show them how to make okay. it happen. The second thing is, is when you get to this point. I mean, you can manually take it out of overdrive and just go to drive in your F one hundred and fifty. So I want you to drive around and drive and not OD for a while and see if the problem is and there not locked, or not. Yeah. Okay. And then second thing is, is when it hap- when it when you can get it to happen on a regular basis, then just drag your left foot on the brake light switch enough to shine the switch, but not enough to slow it down, and see if that makes a difference. Okay. And, and then the last answer to the unknown question is, is you won't know if it's related to the flush until we find out what it is. And once we find out what it is we can say, yeah the flush aggravated it or the flush actually washed a whole bunch of clutch material out of the pan into the filter and, and then this valve body component actually went bad because it's filled with clutch material. So those are the kinds of things that happen but they're few and far between. The best thing you can do is learn how to make it happen every time. And if you want, you can go down to Automatic Transmission Exchange or call them first, Automatic Transmissions Exchange on Washington, and say, "Can I, I can guarantee that I can make this happen. Can I borrow somebody for maybe 10 minutes? If you say something like that, they're going to hug you when you get there. Because everybody else <laughs> okay. shows up and takes them for a two-hour ride. I promise I can make this happen. Let me try it this way. Let me try it this way. And I've got a technician driving around. Somebody who hasn't brushed their teeth in 400 years and drinking out of a, you know, a brown paper bag. So we don't like that kind of stuff. But if you can make it happen and you look them in the eye and say, give me your senior transmission tech. I'm going to show him how to do this. They're probably going to hug you. Okay. All okay. right. Well,
6: thank you very much.
2: All right, you bet, you bet, Jr. Good morning.
6: Hey, good morning, Mark, and thank you for the great service that you render to us, aficionados of trying to fix your own vehicle.
2: No, no, it's my pleasure. I have fun with this. I have, and I, you know what? The best part of this show—I've been doing it since 1988—is the people I meet. It's just we have a lot in common. And then often I met a guy the other day that was a, a, a wealth advisor and he invested money. And so I start talking to him about this is kind of what I do and this is what I'm, I'm told to do. And he goes, I like this, this, and this, but this right here, I think you should do it this way. So I call my guy and I said, hey, if I move this over here and he goes, you know, that is the new thought. And I agree with that. And I'm going, ching, <laughs> I like that. So, yes, yeah, I, get out of, I get some stuff out of it, too.
6: Yeah, well, it's, I think it's the same thing. The circle of uh, your radio audience and the, yourself are uh, people trying to know and try to move forward with things, and uh, that's a good sign. Yeah. some areas yeah. of America, it's a good sign. But question being, here's a uh, do-it-yourselfer project. I had uh, a mechanic come over uh, and align the front wheels on a 1999 Chrysler minivan. Well, hey, that's pretty darn good. I'm looking... How is a double-check? I saw something in Car and Driver or Road and Track years ago where they had a do-it-yourself alignment with string and jack. I think they had the car jacked up on all four wheels, so you could run the string from your back wheel, some out to your front bumper to kind of get a straight line mm-hmm. from the back wheels to the front wheels. Is that still the way to go, or on an old Chrysler minivan, can you just jack that baby up and... Put a string somewhere from point A to point B, and as long as you get those front wheels out, because what this guy did, he tagged towed it in as opposed to towing it out. i didn 't know it was my sister's car, i wasn't around now I'm trying to get it to a repair shop, but the tone is so poor that uh, it's very difficult to even drive the car forward
2: okay well let me let me address what you're talking about first of all, everything you said is bad, everything. The car has to be sitting in exactly the position it's traveled on the roadway, including it needs a butt in the driver's seat. You can't align anything on a car. You can't align front to back, side to side with the tires in the air. You can't. That's not the way the car drives down the road. The tires aren't in the air. So if your alignment guy lifted it up and took his strings or his fancy measurements and he set the front end with strings and fancy measurements when the front tires weren't on the ground you spent a hell of a lot of money for nothing hell of a lot of money for nothing so okay. the car we have we have we have alignment racks that we spend thousands of dollars having calibrated they're perfectly level we put the car on there we air up the tires we hang the heads on all four tires we push a button and the computer goes no mark that right front tires twelve pounds less than the rest of them.
1: Oh,
0: how did you know that?
2: And so you air it up. Um, but we know, have tomorrow, to have, I, and then we, we have to have a
0: butt me,
6: in the seat. We, we got to have a butt strong. in the seat. So I, think I heart may be having a problem today.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's 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 probably more on my end than anybody else's. But if the tire if the car doesn't have a, a driver in it because that we need that weight. And if the car isn't sitting on a, an alignment rack with, with pivot plates and if we're not using electronic equipment that doesn't use strings, which is what we've used in the fifties and the sixties, then on a one to ten scale the quality of your alignment was a two or a three.
6: Right. And there's uh the only way to actually correct it then is to get, take it into you need to take it into a shop then. There's no way that you can do anything to even get it where it's rotable to drive it to the shop.
2: It's it's that that kind of of traveling carny guy is the worst of our industry and i hope none of us are judged by that guy who who pretends like he's going to take care of you and takes your money and then you your first trip down to the store the smoke is billowing off your front tires because the toe in is two inches instead of two thousandths of an inch so you know uh, what part of town do you live in
6: unfortunately i live in another state Okay. This is what I would do.
1: I would call the
2: closest Napa store, auto parts store. I would even stop by the closest Napa store and find the oldest gray-haired guy there. Then walk over to him and say, I just moved into this area, and I'm looking for the best alignment guy around. And that grizzly son of a gun at the Napa store will know who the grizzly son of a gun is that's the best alignment guy in the neighborhood. That's how I would find him because they sell him parts, and here's one. They, he doesn't return them. So he doesn't buy two tie rod ends and then return one. He buys one, and he uses it, and he doesn't return it. The the parts guys know that, and I use Napa as an example. If you find a gray-haired grizzly guy that's worked at the rest of the auto parts store that's been there a long time, then he's the guy as well. But that's how you find a good shopper. You can just get on the Internet and look at their reviews. Anyway, i got to run, but thank you very much. We'll be back right after this. Take the Patriot with
0: you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes from the Biden administration, and how it could affect your retirement? Then listen to Another Money Show with J.R. Rochford and Anthony Correo. Learn how you can reduce the taxes you pay before and during retirement. Another Money Show every Saturday at 4 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. Schedule your free, no-obligation consultation now by calling 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444.
5: Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the US are hungry, one in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we
3: do that? (laughs) It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. Greenergadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations.
5: I like that.
3: Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural
5: resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um... What was that website again?
3: Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code
5: and go.
1: Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to OIG.ssa.gov.
5: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
2: Well, if you want to call the show, this is your last chance right now. 602-508-0960 if you'd like to call us. 602-508-0960 if you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area. Then you can use our 888-960-9696 so guess what our call letters are in phoenix (laughs) 960 the patriot so 602-508-0960 and actually that works no matter where you're at and uh, Gil's going to answer the phone and then he whispers into my ear and i have two headphones on one is Gil and one is programming and he says line two is john or he'll just say john or whatever and then i'll call you up that's how it works and so we've got 15 minutes 16 minutes left of the show so you're welcome to give us a call folks there there's a there's a big difference um, between uh, you taking your car to a shop like mine which is very normal I'm not better or worse than anybody else because if we burn your car down we have insurance that covers it we have technicians that are going to be here tomorrow and we're going to be here tomorrow when you bring somebody over to align your car at your house that is absolutely one of the worst decisions you can make there is no way I could align your car even close to what it needs to be without having all the equipment. The, the shop has thousands of dollars worth of equipment and then setup and verification and programming. We all have those costs associated with it and we can put your front tires and your back tires on a Nat's wing. We can do anything. We talk a a thousandth of an inch, and a hair is three to eight thousandths of an inch thick. We're talking about the third of a human hair. We can align your car. Now, when you align the car, here's what we have to do. You know that most roads are crowned to the right, so water runs off the roadway to the right. So the road, the center of the road, is a little higher than the edge of the road. What we have to do is, those of us that have gray hair and have been trained and well trained about alignments, we say to you, do you drive mostly highway or city? Because highway we sh- are far more flat and the cities, they curve to the right where they run the water off into the curbs, into the gutters of the street. So if you say I'm on the highway, then I'm going to just line that thing straight down the road so you go straight down the road. But if you're around the city most of the time, I'm going to dial a little bit of left drift to keep you straight because you're on a roadway that's sloped to the right. The car's gonna want to just gently go right, but I'm going to just add one or two degrees here to make it hug the road now when you get up on the highway, you won't notice the difference it's not going to make you pull hard left or anything like that, but it's you know it's i don't I don't know. If if that guy was really good in alignments and he could align it with a piece of string and it could be verified that he was a wizard and he could do stuff that nobody else could do, he'd be working for me for $100,000 a year. <laughs> he's, he's not. And and then, of course, certifications mean everything. the The idea that you're certified, ASE, Automotive Service Excellence. You can be certified in front ends. You can be certified in tune-ups and drivability, vehicle emissions, air conditioning, transmissions, differentials. You can be certified. If you're a master technician, you've passed all eight automotive tests. So you become a master technician. That's kind of what you're looking for. That's us old gray-haired guys. And there's a lot of young bucks out there that are master technicians because they just get it. And they came out of some school, and then they went and took their ASC certs, and they didn't do five and seven as well as they should have of the eight tests that they need to pass. So they go back and study and then when they get five and seven, boom, they're masters. And at that point they command a lot more money too. So the idea is the technician is paid out of our labor rate and of course labor rates have gone up dramatically because technicians are moving around a lot. And as a result of that we've gone from the uh, a shop labor fee, um, We everybody in town around me in Phoenix has gone up ten, fifteen and some twenty dollars an hour. Just because we're hiring technicians that want more money and the techs are moving around a lot, and the reason they're moving around a lot is some shops are really busy and some shops are really slow. And the really slow guys want to go to the busy shops. And that's kind of how it goes, and I'm pretty sure it's that way everywhere. And we have another caller. Who might that be? Say hey, good morning to Dick. Dick, good morning. Hi, how are you, sir? Hey,
4: I'm Mark, good. I Thank have you. a. <laughs> Good. I have a 2003 Lincoln Town car, 126,000 miles on it. It runs good. However, my gas mileage sucks. Now, I remember in a previous caller, you mentioned, uh, you asked him if he had black smoke. I don't have that. But you said if it smells like rotten eggs, yes, then this will start to come up. So what do you think?
2: Well, if it smells like rotten eggs, we are overcoming the catalytic converter with too much fuel and we need to go underneath the hood and figure out what it is that's causing the problem. Now, this is on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 5 or 6. It's just no real big deal. We're going to find out what is it that's causing this computer to think that we're climbing a hill when we're not climbing a hill because obviously we need to give it more gas to climb a hill. Right. The fact that it smells smells like rotten eggs, the fact that you have an accompanying symptom of poor fuel economy or significantly different fuel economy, this is a piece of cake for us old guys. You put a probe You're in right. the tailpipe and you take it and you look at the CO reading and it's 6%. So then you go into the computer, you plug your scanner in that costs $45,000, you plug it in and you start looking around through some of the <laughs> parameters and you look at the O2 sensor and the O2 sensor is saying one, one, one. Well, one means give me gas and five means shut the damn gas off okay oh, so it's gallon one 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 and you look and you go why are you yelling one you should be yelling three. Oh, look mm-hmm. here the hose is bad that goes to the math uh map sensor oh cut this okay. cut this pull a little piece of hose out oh now you're at three okay now we're at 75 dollars to find it and 12 dollars to fix it okay where are you located um where are you located?
4: <laughs> I'm uh I'm in uh, Cave Creek.
2: Okay. i go to Blackwell, 40th and Greenway. 40th and Greenway. Well, 40th Street and Greenway. Okay, now you're in Cave Creek. Are you uh, how far off of I-17 are you?
4: Uh, let me see. Uh, I-17 quite a ways. uh I'd have okay. to take in uh Take okay. uh, Lone Mountain
2: all the way down. Okay, well, Blackwell handles that northeast quadrant of the valley for me. And so okay. the, the, your Cave Creek area falls. But if you were closer to I-17, I would have sent you to Action Auto at Deer Valley and I-17. He's good, too. Okay. But Blackwell's at Deer Valley and I-17. Blackwell's at 40th Street and Greenway. So there's you know, there's quite a few miles between the two of them. Kurtz Automotive is, is, is at I-17 and Bell. All of those guys will have no problem with this, this question. Why does my car stink sure. like rotten eggs? We'll tell you.
4: Right. Okay. Sounds good. And, Mark, and to answer you your so question,
2: much. well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you a compliment. I understand you were paying me a compliment by asking where I was at. But this radio right. show, has it's not about me thumping my chest and telling everybody I'm the best car repair shop in town. So since 1988, right. I've avoided where the hell I live and where I work because it's just yeah, easier. And its, it's I'm, I think I'm more credible that way. But to, I'm going to tell you and don't tell anybody else. I'm so far away from you. I'm in the southern <laughs> portion of the entire valley down on Warner and I-10. So that's the reason why I wanted, I didn't want you to drive that far because you're going to pass a lot of shops, good shops, to drive that far. So I I put your needs in front of my own.
4: Okay, thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it.
2: You betcha. And that's the way it is because there's too many guys in this industry, in the radio and the media business that thump their chests and they want you to go to their shop because they're the only ones in the world that can do it. I've done better than that. I learned really quick that I can't possibly handle all the people that want to listen to the radio show and perhaps believe that I can wave my magic wand and fix their car for 5 bucks. So that's why I created the Best Car Repair Shops. These guys are my friends. They're really, really good at what they do. They're they're just no BS. They know what to do. They know how to bill. They know how to fix cars. They know how to take care of customers. And that's the way it is. And you can find all that information at MarkSalem.com marksalem.com you can click on best car repair shops and you're home free oh we have one more caller who's that say hello to james james good morning
3: morning how are you mark i'm good
2: thank you for asking
3: good so my question is it seems a little impossible to what's going on um and i've got a 1979 chevy k10 scottsdale short bed with a 350 small block okay and my question is I just completely redid the cooling system, uh, aluminum radiator, two 14-inch fans, uh, the hoses, the thermostat, whole shebang, and it okay. idles great. It's also fuel-injected, but when I drive, it continues to climb up past 227 degrees. It'll just go and go and go until I have to shut it off. So, I'm, I'm not, not sure what's that. going on. I'm not worried <laughs> about
2: that. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, first of all, we want your car to run at 220. Okay. Okay. The reason why we want you to run it at 220 is because water boils at 212, and every time you shut it off, right. we get a tablespoon of water. Blah blah blah. So I'm not worried about 220. My motorhome runs north of 220. My truck runs north of 220. Every we have 17 cars in our facility that belong to my family. We all all okay. of us are running 190 to 220. So I and, and on your gauge that should be slightly to the right of the halfway mark. And mm-hmm. if that's, the, I mean, the red zone's the red zone. So sure. I, don't like the, I don't like the idea that you put cooling fans on a 79 Chevy pickup. Uh, I, I don't, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I had a 74 okay. I put cooling fans on, and I fought cooling system problems all the time. I finally put a shroud mm. and a fan clutch back on it and just said to hell with it. So oh, wow. it's really difficult to get those fans to work right, and you can't possibly program them to be temperature sensitive because the sensors they use are pretty substandard. So it's real difficult to do that. I think you're far better off with a really good clutch fan, and I think the howling, it'll howl until it wears out a little just a bit. You know, it it gets used. But you're so much better off with a shroud and a fan clutch and and you didn't gain anything but maybe one or two horsepower by taking the fan clutch off and putting your electric cooling fans on and i'll bet you got them bolted to the back side of the, the radiator and there's no real way to direct the air to that area and that's important when we put electric cooling fans on it. so we have to have a shroud that funnels the air to the fan and you probably don't gotcha. have that but but i i just want to set you with this i'm not concerned of 190 to 220 i'm not and I'll bet okay. the the faster you go, the cooler it runs and you're really talking about stop and go traffic in the city. How close am I?
3: Uh, pretty close. Uh okay. actually the the faster and harder I drive is the hotter it gets.
2: Okay. And then that, if then that's the case I need to start advancing the timing a little bit. Perhaps we've got a mechanical problem, we got a vacuum problem at the distributor, because what you're describing now is a timing problem that it's getting hotter. And under the best of conditions, you have a 195 thermostat in there. Because if we don't have a thermostat, the water runs through the radiator so fast it doesn't have time to dissipate its heat. Because the thermostat not only controls the flow of water, but it also controls the speed of water. So a thermostat's kind of important. But I got to run. If you want to continue, marketmarksalem.com. Marketmarksalem.com. God bless you.